0: Hi and welcome to the Captain Connect. Again, I'm Training Captain Eric Merrill, and uh, with me I have two more of our new recruits that I uh, have coerced and uh, threatened to be here. I guess is the only way you could put that put that nicely. Uh, threatened them with push-ups, but uh, I don't know. I feel like I was kind of begging to be on it personally. You were, and we're going to bring that up here in just a minute, actually.
1: <laughs> he was talking at Costco about it
0: even before he was hired.
1: Oh, this is the last last week. Oh, last week this was. Oh, yeah, we both compete. Okay, good choices.
0: okay, good. Yeah, good call then. So. Yeah, so anyway, Chris, we're going to bring that up here in just a little bit about how he ended up on the podcast, but this is actually part of his oral board process, so little tips for those who are wanting to test later on. And then we have Tia, so we'll have introductions here in just a minute, but we do uh, hope that Chief Tech can be back at some point soon, because again, I don't know how many more recruits I can coerce to come in here, uh, and they're becoming impervious to push-ups, so Chris, let's go ahead and start with you. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? All right.
1: Uh, My name's Chris Smith. I'm 27. Uh, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I moved here almost three years ago. Um, yeah, I do a lot of hiking, paddleboarding, outdoors a lot with my dog and my girlfriend. Well, my fiance mm-hmm. now actually. Yeah, good catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, besides that, I just spent a lot of time in the gym. And the last four years before this, I was a CrossFit coach.
0: Okay, good. So let me ask you this because I know the answers, but nobody else does. Yeah. So first of all, congratulations on your engagement. So I tell us a little bit about your fiance. to give uh, you some brownie <laughs> points here.
1: Uh, she's an amazing woman. Uh, she, she honestly was a big part of why I decided to become a firefighter. Because um, originally when I met her, I actually was like, I'm going to be a cross coach for the rest of my life. I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad. I don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. And then just meeting her and falling in love with her, I was like, I got I to gotta find a real job. I'm gonna be proud of something. And I
0: figured firefighting was the best route to take. You just threw shade on the entire CrossFit community, <laughs> and you said, I'm going to do a real job. So he said it, I didn't. Don't CrossFit hey. me. <laughs> um, but I know, I've known her for the last,
1: a uh, little over a year, almost two years. Um, and yeah, she keeps me grounded.
0: Yeah, good. Well, she, she needs to try a little harder, uh, work on your humble nature. Thank you. No, that's awesome. So we're really proud of you, and really you. happy for you guys. And he, you did send me a picture, yeah. um, so I thought that was... Well, sent all of us. Yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was I was proud yeah. to be included in the, uh, in the group text thread on that. That so. day was...
1: Oh, my nerves are so high. It was, just, it was like the first day I was getting interviewed. Um, just pulling it all off was—I'm I'm impressed with how how well it came together. Honestly,
0: yeah. Well, we saw the picture of her and we're very impressed that she said yes. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Yeah. yeah. Was, hey, me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Chris, for being here. And of just course. so everybody knows, his name is Chris Smith, which sounds like Christmas, which happens to be your birthday. Mm-hmm. I just turned
1: twenty-seven. Yeah, 27. So now.
0: Oh, geez. Yeah, you should. Yeah, okay. I won't <laughs> say my age. So, well, thank you, bud. So Tia, go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Yeah. So my name's Tia Isabel. I'm 21. I'm originally from California, San Diego. I was born and raised there my whole life. Uh, I worked in EMS out there as well as um, some fire and safety companies, uh, mainly the safety portion of it. That's where I worked in mainly. So a lot of the TRT stuff, um, technical rescue stuff, working in, um, working with ropes, more like rescue system type stuff. So that was super fun. Um, my family actually moved out here to Prescott, um, before I did. And I got a little lonely in California. So I followed them shortly after. And so I've been living in here, uh, since April, I believe, Uh, And I worked with Lifeline for a good portion of that time. Uh, Once CAFMA opened up their applications, that's when I applied and I've been here ever since.
0: That's great. And we're glad to have you here. But I got to ask, did you play any sports when you're in California?
2: Yeah, I played uh, water polo and volleyball. Okay, Those were my main sports.
0: High school, did you play any college?
2: Mainly high school. So I played volleyball for the majority of my life. And then when I got to high school, I played water polo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did some swim as well. And then I played uh, volleyball in college too.
0: Okay, awesome. So and we've talked about that before in, in past podcasts, where we're looking at athletes, because there's so many parallels to being an athlete and being a firefighter, that um, we looked at recruitment into colleges and and i know we have a great relationship with yavapai college and i know nau just being up the road but we have plenty of people in our organization a big shout out to my boss chief para and his mustache which went missing if anybody's seen a missing um four foot long (laughs) bushy mustache it's somewhere but he shaved it off this week threw everybody off run around yeah so a big shout out to him but he was a college football player Evan Lavachek. I think there's still some sweat stains on the carpet from when he was on the <laughs> podcast. But uh, he was a, a college football player and even was on a, a practice squad in the NFL. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of people who have done different sports throughout their you know life growing up. And then that transferred really well to the fire service. So it's great to hear that. Yeah, CrossFit, that's a sport. And it's also a personality to what I'm to understand. Well, I actually uh, played rugby
1: for the last 10 years, which... I've realized a lot of carryover from rugby into firefighting, yeah. Um, just from teamwork to the hard positions you got to be into, and mm-hmm. like uh, we spent 80 minutes on the pitch, yeah. And sometimes pitch is out. the
0: field for those because <laughs> uh, it's America, so we don't. Uh, <laughs> but the pitch is the field. I learned that from Ted Lasso. So good show, <laughs> thank, thank you. Show. yeah, but yeah but, it's a rugby, huh? Yeah, jeez,
1: ten years of it. Uh, retired officially a couple years ago, just because it's bang up your body. Mm-hmm. Like you're out there, no pads, hitting each other, but a lot of carry over from that to here. And I, I'm thankful I had the experience to come into this and yeah. uh, I think being in sports and just knowing how to work with people and different types of temperaments and everything like that helps in this profession a lot
0: absolutely so i'll bring up crossfit for an example because we do pt every morning and when i say we i mean you two mm-hmm. and <laughs> and the others not me so much i'll go to the stair climber you watch and, and ch- the watch. i watch from a distance with smile. my coffee <laughs> i do uh, very cheerful uh, mornings that i have like press well, right? It's yeah right? watching yep. you guys uh, be miserable but um with like crossfit for an example and some of the workouts that we do they they parallel you guys do a lot of uh you know interval training and and, and a lot of a lot of uh, repetition and amount of time because it, it resembles kind of what we do, and you, you all will learn here shortly, like how the fire ground works. We're moving very fast and, and, and doing a lot of repetition in our work, but you have to have good cardiovascular, you have to be uh, very mobile, a lot of stretching, uh, you know, it's not so much, and I think Wyatt mentioned it last week. Like, you don't bench press a fire, which Matt might. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we saw as we saw Matt, but uh, would you talk a little bit about just the fitness side of things? And we'll start with you in terms of what you know from CrossFit and what we do with the fitness side.
1: Well, for my side of um, being in CrossFit, I was coaching for the last four years, so I got to see a different view on CrossFit, and the carryover from that to firefighting is when you're doing a hard workout. Um, there's a lot of times where you, your mental it just goes out, but from CrossFit, you have to keep thinking about strategy, how you're going to attack movements, how you're going to attack a rep scheme. And that carries over to firefighting because you can't just go out on the fire ground and freelance or go all over the place and run around and try to do what you think. Mm-hmm. But you have to follow orders and be a thinking firefighter out there. And I think that carryover between the two is huge because when you're tired, you're going to make mistakes. But mm-hmm. knowing how to make them is, I think, the way to go.
0: Awesome. And then so Tia, so you grew up playing sports and even in college. So, uh, share with us kind of the mindset and the process you have that's similar in terms of, uh, let's go maybe in, in the terms of like the process of preparation, the training, everything you have to do before you have to compete.
2: Well, there's a lot of prep. So, um, like, like I said, I played sports my whole life. So, um, a lot of time management comes with it. There's a ton of time management because you know, you're not just playing sports. You have to balance your work life or you have to balance your school life. So, uh, time management is huge in it. Um, as well as dedication to it as well. Cause if you want to be competitive, you have to be dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of follows over into the work field as well as the fire service too. If you, if you want to be successful in it, you have to be dedicated to it. Yeah. So, um, You know, that was a big factor of, um, adjusting the sports life into the work field with the fire service for me specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to be 110% committed to it at all times. Uh, And it's kind of, you know, it does, it's rough at times in PT, you know, it's kind of (laughs) rough. It's (laughs) a, it's, it's it's very rough at times, but, um, you have to be dedicated to it. You have to give it 110% at all times. And, um, with that past experience, you know, from water polo and swim and volleyball, um, I think it's helped a lot and, um, just keeping up at it at all times. Um, the cardio portion of it, the lifting, staying strong, um, you have to stay pretty, um, you have to, um, stay, uh, up to date, I guess, with it all. Um, and it, it gets a little rough. It's a little hard. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, in my mind, it's it's worth it. Sure. You yeah. did
1: CrossFit too, didn't you, Tia?
2: Yeah. I've, not as much as Chris. But, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did CrossFit for uh, a couple years before this. And um, I, it was a big help in prep for this academy because um, I don't think if I didn't do CrossFit, I don't think I would have been as prepared as I was.
0: Okay. So basically we're doing a huge shout out and promotion for CrossFit. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So at some point we need some sponsorships and some swag, I think for the next podcast training. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But you're, you're right though. It's high intensity training. It does mimic what we do on the fire ground and you guys are starting to see that right now with, uh, some of the trainings that we've done in the academy. So I'm great to hear, uh, it's great to hear that that translates. And for those who are interested in testing with us in the near future, um, are the, is that kind of some advice or what other advice would you give people that are looking at testing with us for the, as, as the physical side, the fitness side to prepare yourself for, is that what you would recommend or is there anything else you would recommend? I, I would definitely say to spend a lot of time in the gym yeah. and
1: outside. Um, I personally wish I would have worked more my weakness, such as like cardiovascular from playing rugby for so long. I decided to s- just not do much of that and more like bodybuilding, like CrossFit style stuff. Uh, so I wish I would have spent more time spending running boots on the ground. Um, but I would definitely say just hit your weaknesses. Once you know what they are, work on them the most you can. Okay, um, I think that would help a lot yeah. coming to this. What do you think, yeah. too?
2: A lot of cardiovascular for sure, but you also have to keep in mind that it's um you'll hear it a lot once you get um, hired on and once you start. You know, you're in this field a lot more. It's it's a it's a marathon. It's mm-hmm. not a sprint. So you have to um, take that into consideration. It they're long days. So they're very long days. (laughs) So um, just take that into consideration. Um, Work on your stamina. That's a big portion of it, I'd say.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, so now we got some health, nutrition, fitness tips that we've got going here. Uh, <laughs> usually Chief has an energy drink, and I don't think we condone that for the uh, <laughs> nutrition part of it. But I guess, like you said, it's long days. It's whatever gets you through, right? Whatever you yeah, trying to do. survive. Yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. And those are also great things to know early on in your career so that you, it carries with you throughout your career because you have minimum 25 years, mm-hmm. and fitness is a big part of it, yeah. not to mention the mental side, health um, you know, sleeping and, and yeah, nutrition is a big part of it as well. So I'm glad you guys shared that. And it's, and it's great to know that you guys had those past experiences, but you mentioned that you work for AMR. So- there's not, uh, there's only a few, um, experiences that actually mimic what we're going to do in the field. And that's one of them. And what a great opportunity for you to have worked for AMR and any ambulance company that provides transport because EMS is over 90% of what we do. So can you walk us through a little bit of your process of why did you choose to work for, uh, you know, get into EMS and then how did that part of your life translate into where you are today?
2: So um, I I worked in EMS when I was in California, and I loved it. That's kind of uh, what introduced me to working um, in the ALS side. Um, I'm an EMT. I'm not a paramedic. Um, I started in the BLS side of it. So a lot of just transporting patients, very stable patients in California. And that was a super good introduction to, um, again, like the ALS side of it because it was a very basic understanding of how EMS works. So trans, um, you know, moving that to Lifeline here, it was a super good opportunity because I got to work Um, on a BLS truck with two EMTs, Um, but I got to work on the um, emergency side of it, um, which actually got me introduced to you guys with CAFMA as well as Prescott Fire as well. And it was just a super good opportunity because both of you, both departments are um, super knowledgeable and your guys' teamwork, Um, and just family oriented, um, aspect of it It is super good. And it's, it was just fantastic to see. So having that past experience and moving it into CAFMA, um, was super beneficial for me and I'm super, super thankful to have it. Um, and I don't know, for me, it's just been super helpful.
0: So no, and we actually, we've actually we actually ran some calls together. So, yeah, we have ran uh, calls yeah, together. Yeah, even, even a couple <laughs> critical ones. So it was kind of nice when she was uh, going through the testing process. We did hear a lot of, of our members on the floor that had asked about how were you doing, how did you do, and they were vouching for you that, hey, we've worked calls with her, and she's always a, a calm, clear head, and so we really appreciated working with you out in the field. But we have a lot of people that work for our organization that started with Lifeline, mm-hmm. and that have since been hired on, and and more importantly, have even promoted And I think a lot of them will say it's a testament to their time spent working on the ambulance Mm -hmm. and kind of understanding patient care. And that's something that we pride ourselves in in this organization and Prescott as well and and YRMC is that patient care is number one and make sure we're advocates for the patient and the best care and treatment. Mm -hmm. So uh, while we're on the topic of it, I mean, big shout out to everybody working in the ambulances right now because... They're just everybody's getting overworked right now and the call volumes have just uh, gone through the roof in the last couple of years So we just have a ton of appreciation for everybody out there Working on the ambulances and working in the hospitals and just trying to take care of people and the needs of our community So great. Well, that's awesome Well, thank you guys for both your, your, your introductions and your testimonies But let's talk a little bit about the academy and one thing I want to talk about and we talked about maybe the oral board a little bit but uh, for those who are looking to test with us here, um, probably this summer, um, we talked a little bit last week about the process. And one of them is, so you guys, uh, and I'll just, um, spoiler alert, neither one of you came in having your firefighter <laughs> one and two. Mm-hmm. So Chris, would you start your process of um, applying, not knowing really what you're getting into with the fireside? I mean, it probably knew a little bit, obviously, but the whole process of applying and uh, the Wonder Lick test. Uh, could you give a little bit of advice to those who are wanting to test on, on, on that process? And then I'll just say this, the wonderlick we did touch on a little bit, but it is a computer-based test. Um, I know it's timed and I'll, I'll get your feedback on that, but the wonderlick test isn't something you can necessarily study for. Right. But it, it, um, gauges three different factors. It has three different sections and, and it's your cognitive, your personality and your motivation. And I think the big key on that is just being authentic and being honest with your answers. So, with all that, for those who who may be testing soon, would you kind of talk on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so I guess I'll start with my not having my one and two, um, not having my one and two. Honestly, when I moved here uh, from where I'm from, in the East Coast, volunteer or <laughs> firefighters mostly volunteers. Uh, so I didn't have a lot of like knowledge of what it took to become a firefighter. And then when I got into one thing, being in this career, um, just learning about the one and two, I didn't think, uh, I needed to come into the, the, the field, um, and just learning more about it while I'm in the heat of it. Uh, I think it would have helped to have some of that knowledge cause you learn a lot of skills that we do every day, but I don't feel that help, held me back as much as I thought it would have initially. Um, it was a challenge coming into it first and not knowing some of the stuff. But once we learned it, because we have a lot of help from the TOs and a lot of book work we, that we do, uh, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Uh, don't get me wrong. Being out there all day is definitely tough. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say for the Wonderlic, uh I wouldn't stress about that at all. I didn't think it was that hard. Uh, there's some basic math skills on there and word matching I thought was kind of fun to go through. But if you're honest by your answers, it's neat to see a different pr- perspective on like what you the answers you'll get back mm-hmm. cuz it gives you like well your temperament and your traits and then you can take that into your interviews and talk more about elaborate why you are the way you are. Yeah. So I felt that helped me personally coming into the interview process. Um but I don't think you not know, have my one to help me back didn't help me back that much as I thought it would have initially
0: good yeah and i don't think it did either obviously both of you have excelled and uh, just for the viewers last week uh they they both these two along with a few others they just tested with the state uh we're looking forward to getting those results back i'm sure as much as i want them back you guys want them back yeah uh, just a little bit more so tia would you talk about maybe the oral board process with not having your fire one and two but you know you got some time in in public safety so you didn't come in completely novice but would you walk through maybe advice for anybody who's looking to test with us in the oral board
2: process yeah so um like you said, I didn't have my fire one and two when I was applying for you guys, which I thought was kind of going to hurt me a little bit. But just kind of like how Chris said, not as much as I thought. Um, I had the EMS experience, which helped a ton, like with Lifeline and running with you guys a lot. So that helped a bunch. And, you know, preparing for the oral boards, I went to the stations. I went to your guys' stations and I did prep for it. And I think that helped a ton. And, uh, I talked to a lot of your guys. Let Um,
0: let me stop you there. It's it's ours because welcome to Kathma. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Look at your, sorry. (laughs) Look at your shirt. It says, (laughs) yeah, right. Yeah. So you're, you are (laughs) us. Does it? Does it? No. Yeah. It's, 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 we're family here. So it's ours. Yes. yeah.
2: Yeah. But, um, I did go to the stations and I did do some prep for it, which I think that helped a ton. Uh, When I was talking to the guys of how I should prep for it, that was their number one suggestion. And I don't, if I didn't do that, I don't think I would have done as well as I did. So that was super helpful.
0: Yeah. And I can say this from being on your panel, both of you and and everybody that got hired, I think that the strong suit that everybody brings in uh, that get hired is your authenticity is the fact that whether good, bad, or indifferent, you brought and exposed yourself and your vulnerabilities and your strengths and weaknesses and put it all out there for us. And that's exactly the reasons why we hired you is because you were authentic. And it's shown in the work that you guys have put out in your academy, Mm -hmm. along with all the others. Um, But I'll... I'll, uh, butter your biscuit because you're both in front of me right now and we're on camera but uh, you both have excelled because we knew you would in terms of your values matched up with our organization's core values Thank and you're both good people of integrity. Well to build off mm-hmm. what Tia
1: said I think just prepping as much as you can yeah. for an oral boards will take you farther than you can imagine because if you know yourself then going into that like that sitting in front of those people, it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're just trying to get them to know you as m- as much as you can in the time you have. So mm-hmm. uh, I think if you just honestly, like you said, spend time getting to know yourself, prepping as much as you can, talking to people that are in the spots you want to be in, you'll be here. Yeah. Sure.
0: And you already kind of talked about um, in the academy, not having your one and two didn't necessarily hold you back. You just wish you would have known more. But Tia, what's your perspective on as far as um, – you know, what were some of the challenges that you had in the first nine weeks without having fire one and two and going through that, that process of testing?
2: Well, it for challenges, I'd say it's a lot of information. It's a lot of information that is crammed into nine weeks and it can get a little overwhelming at times, but it was nice because like Matt said last week, it was a 50, 50 split. So five guys had the one and two and five guys didn't. So it was kind of nice to have... Um, a chance to lean on those guys when we needed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that for a lot of hands-on stuff, um, I was always asking those guys questions. Um, a lot of those guys have really good backgrounds and they know a lot of stuff. So they helped a ton for Mm -hmm. that. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of information and it can be a little overwhelming, but just. Just lean on the guys that you have, as well as the TOs too. Super knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So if you use your resources, it's really not too bad.
0: Right. And and this is another testament to their characters. There's a lot of Fridays and weekends that I saw you and others uh, on the weekend working at Carta, throwing ladders, throwing your packs, doing, uh, you know, like test prep, written test prep questions at each other. So again, you know, these are the right people that we hired because they understand this is a profession and they're putting the, the output with what we're giving you in the 40 hours you're here and then you guys care enough that you're spending the weekends um, making sure you're ready for that test and then also throwing in some philanthropy because did i or did i not have a picture in my phone or mm-hmm. see you all wearing christmas sweaters <laughs> down at the warehouse <laughs> wrapping presents for firefighter angel yeah that yep. was awesome yeah. Cool. so talk to me a little bit about that chris just just some of the extras that the, the organization does and and how you guys can fit in with that Oh, I mean, right out
1: the gate, we have opportunities, like with the Firefighter Angel, uh, getting to wrap presents for those kids in need and families in need. Um, but I think just getting to hear all the opportunities we have within the organization is pretty incredible. Uh, I think a couple of our other recruits got to go out and deliver those presents, mm-hmm. and one of them was a Grinch. And mm-hmm. just hearing some of the stories they had, yeah, yeah. meeting those mm-hmm. families, was it was uh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, ju- I just think there's – There's endless opportunities when it comes to what we can do here, even as recruits. Yep. Like we were trying to talk about with, amongst each other, what we get to do for our f- philanthropy day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have a lot of options too. Yeah. So
0: we'll make sure when that day comes around, we get plenty of uh, social uh, social media activity out there. So everybody out, the viewers can kind of see the the end product of that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, we got to start wrapping up here pretty soon because y'all got to get back to, they're doing the wildland training, their S13190. And I don't want to keep you too long from that because uh, it's not like wildland season's coming up. We're always in it. So so we got to get you trained up. But with that being said, I want to kind of close here with with a few more comments. That um, Tia, I'll just I'll just start with you. What's something that you're the most excited for when you get done with the academy and you get out on the engine?
2: Well, there's a lot of things I'm excited for. <laughs> um, you know, I'm excited to uh, meet the new crews, um, you know, like I ran with them a couple times, and there's a lot of good guys, and I'm really excited to kind of get back in contact with them, and uh, now I get to work with them instead of just running calls with them, so I'm super excited for that, and I'm just super excited for the rest of the academy. These are all really, really good guys, and I've enjoyed Every single second with them. So I'm super excited for the rest of the academy.
0: Are you sure? Because yesterday didn't seem like or two yeah. days ago you didn't yeah. seem like you're enjoying it <laughs> That's okay though. we won't bring that up. But yeah, we, we, talk. we won't she, talk about that. Yeah, I bring it up because you're exactly right. I just want to talk to you. She is tougher than anybody else in that academy right now. And I don't think anybody will argue that. We might have you arm wrestle Chris or uh, or, yeah. or Matt or something like that for that. So well thank you for sharing that. And then Chris, uh, I'll go ahead and kind of wrap up with you. What's one of the biggest challenges or struggles that you've had to face so far in this first nine weeks? Um, I think the biggest
1: one was, I would say trusting myself initially because coming without the one and two, like when we did the maze blacked out for the first time, that was, it was Mm -hmm. scary. But now we've done it several times after and I'm like, let's go. I I figure, I can figure this out. Um, but just trusting myself was, it was a challenge and knowing that I can do this even with the amount of work we had to do and being out there all day and what we're being asked to do. It was, it was a challenge, but I think just yeah, I would say trusting myself initially and knowing that I can do this, I'm able to do this, and mm-hmm. I will get through this, and trusting my tos helps a lot.
0: Yeah, especially on day one, one of the first things that I mentioned to everybody is that whatever we do here in the academy, you will not die. Yeah, yeah, and that uh, actually helped a lot. Okay, yeah. good because I <laughs> yeah. feel like there's some some moments in those mazes where I jump in there with y'all, and I feel like um, there's really I got a, a, a trust that uh, oh, yeah. you know comes out in there. So uh, you have to ask Nelson about when I came in and uh, and. Uh, and Gave him a teachable moment, I guess. I think I I was in his group when that happened, actually. Yeah. Okay, good. He still hasn't forgiven me, but uh, (laughs) he has to if he wants to get out of the academy. (laughs) So that's awesome. Well, again, thank you both for being here today. And and we hope to get all the recruits in here and uh, embarrass them just like we have with you two and and Wyatt and Matt. Um, We've already heard plenty of jokes come through with Wyatt and Matt, especially (laughs) Wyatt. Um, Cool as a cucumber
1: oh yeah Yeah. funny yeah Yeah. so yep so
0: everybody's done great so far and i just hope everybody out there understands the amount of work that these good people are putting in so that way when they get out on the streets they're ready to help everybody uh whatever emergency comes to call so again thank you guys for being here and that's it for the kappa connect this week and uh yeah look forward to seeing y'all again here next week and hopefully with chief reitag or uh a chief